wonderful. Praise the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm telling you, God is so good. It's a good-looking bunch here, and I praise the Lord. I hope you've come looking for a blessing. As I told you all earlier, the Lord changed our hearts and minds on the fast because we've had several sick, and we got several out, but the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you don't want to fast without your partner. And I don't want to fast without my partner been able to fast with me. And uh, so we're going to start next Monday on our fast, and we will be preaching on fasting next Sunday. But God showed me that we weren't ready to hear about the fasting. I said, well, Lord, I thought we was. So uh, I guess maybe the Holy Spirit can explain why we weren't ready for the me uh, fasting message yet through the message today because God spoke to my heart. And uh, got to dinner with me on three verses. You can flip with me over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, I've been thinking about the church and the church and what our church should be. It's good to have our visitors today. You make yourself at home today. Amen. Mind the Lord. But uh, I've been thinking about the church of my dreams. And I believe this here is the church of my dreams. And I believe in all my heart that this is the final church for me. I believe God's got plans for the next, and I told you, for at least the next 20 years. I, I, it may not be with me, but I do know this. God's got a lot of plans for New Life Ministries, and I know that, and I thank God for that. But if you will, turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 5. I've always been a dreamer. I don't know about y'all. You know what? I, I went. I got on to one one of the boys' teachers back. I don't know which one it was, Ryan or or, or Brad. I guess maybe Brad wanted it done all the daydreaming. But you know, I had a teacher tell me that he's bad to daydream, get off dreaming. I said, don't never get on to my kid for dreaming. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna blame it on Brad. He ain't here. <laughs> but listen, I've always been a dreamer. I've always dreamed of stuff in my life when I was a kid, and, and I don't know about y'all, I dreamed of playing college football. I've, I dreamed of, of going to school and, and playing football and being good and then going on to college and playing, and, or maybe even baseball. Matter of fact, that's what I was going to go do, play baseball, and I even would have liked to play. You know, it wouldn't have mattered as long as I could have went and played. I just dreamed because if it was football season, we was playing football. If it was basketball, we played basketball. When it was baseball, we played baseball. And whichever season it was, that's the one I loved the best. It's just the way it was. And if any of you played sports, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. But I was a dreamer. Amen. And uh, my dreams did change some at Le Bureau because I gave my heart and life to Jesus. That changed me. Didn't change. I still wanted to be a pro football player and a college football player. Still, me and Glenn played football together. Me and, me and Raymond run together. Amen. And, and, and I'm telling you, we loved sports. We loved sports because it was a team thing and we could do it together. And it takes teamwork. Amen. But the church of my dreams, let me read this scripture to you. I don't want to get started on this message before I read my scripture. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Yeah, you can stand and let's pay respect to God's Word. You listen to what the Word of God says. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, 
that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Let us pray. Most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, once again we come to you, Lord. Thank you for this scripture. Use it for your honor and glory. Heavenly Father, take me an empty vessel. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and use me for your honor and glory. Touch every heart and every life that's here and have your way. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. You know, I told you, at 11-year-old, my plans kind of changed. But you know, the older I got, I started dreaming about marrying a beautiful woman and, and having the girl of my dreams. And the Lord gave me the girl of my dreams. He did do that. He gave me the most beautiful and wonderful woman God could ever send a man. Then, you know, they're soulmates. We have our soulmates. I thank God he gave me my soulmate. Amen. I praise the Lord for that. And, and uh, you know, we just, I, I am a dreamer. I hope you're a dreamer. If you're not a dreamer, you need to start dreaming. Amen. But the church of my dreams today, and, and I want to preach about this, just a few things I want to bring out. Amen. I, I, I think a church should be, and I'm going to preach to you what I think a church should be. And listen, when I speak of the church, I'm not speaking of this building. I'm not speaking of this sheetrock and this carpet and, and uh, this, these walls around you. You know who the church is? Here is the temple. Amen. The church. You know where the temple is? This here is the temple, amen. And if this temple's not right with God, then the church, the building, the church that we come and, and worship in can't be right with God, amen. So God showed me we need to get completely right with him before we start getting ready to give our first, first fruits as a fast. I've had a lot of folks to tell me, not a lot of folks, but I've had some folks to tell me that they really didn't get a whole lot out of the fast. I want to tell you something. If you fast for the Lord and your heart's where it ought to be, you will get something out of it. You will never fast for God and it be God's will for you to be fasted. Amen, that something ain't going to take place that's good in your life. And I'm telling you, amen, I've never in 35 years of fasting, 37 years, I've never fasted that God didn't answer prayers. I'm not saying they were all answered, but last year as we done our church fast, me and Rhonda both, I asked for three or four different things. God answered every one of them. It took past, it took the vacation Bible school for my last one to be answered, but God answered every prayer. Amen. They may be some may be sitting here and say, Well, Pastor, I done that fast, and my prayers that I prayed hadn't been answered yet. Keep praying. Keep asking and answered. Man, maybe God's going to show you something through this message, the reason that prayer hadn't been answered. Amen. But the church of my dreams, and I thought about this, is a united church. A united church. Listen to me now. What is a united church? Amen. One that stands together. Mark chapter 3, verse 25 says, If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If I want to do something one way and you want to do it another way and we're divided, it's going to be hard to get that done. Did you know we all got to be on the same page if we want to get something done? 
I told them last Sunday as we had our business meeting, I said, we're a firm believer in this church. If 51% says we want to do it this way, that's the way this church does it. And you know what the other 49% does? They say, praise the Lord, let's do it. Amen. Because, listen, we believe, amen, in a vote and a majority, amen. And if I believe in all my heart that God's going to allow it to be the way it needs to be. But if we're not united, I thought about this. thought about a story that I read about one time. A dad in the hospital that was dying. And he had uh, eight sons. And he, he told them, he said, bring me eight pencils. Or he said, bring me a pack of pencils. They brought him in a pack of pencils, and, and uh, all the boys came in one at a time. And he, he went to tell them one at a time. He broke a pencil in front of them. He said, I want to show you something. Then he called them all in. He said, I want to show y'all something. He said, do you know I broke a pencil? He said, I know you didn't know what that meant. He said, but I want to show you something. I said, give me that other pack. He got that other pack of pencils. He said, these 80 boys said, somebody's going to have to take care of things. He took that pack, and he started trying to break it. Start trying to break it. They were all together. He couldn't break it, Brother Rayburn. He couldn't break it because they were all united. They were all together. Listen, but on their individual self, he snapped them pimples, one right after the other. But when they were all together, he couldn't break them, Brother Glenn. Did you know we're the same way as a church? As we, amen, come to church together, we are a family church. We are a body, but we are a family. And God has got different ones. He sent into this church to do different things. But as one, we are united. Amen. And I thank God for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I like that, Brother Raven. Amen. The church of my dreams will be a united church. And... Uh, uh, Nothing's ever been built unless there was first a dream, okay? Y'all listen to me? But then you got to have hard work. You don't just have a dream. You can, Listen, did you know if you just pray and you sit back and expect something to happen, a lot of times it don't happen? But did you know if you pray and you get up and put legs on it? Did you know if you have a dream and you put a little hard word behind that dream, what can happen? If you have a vision, as Proverbs 28 says, where those little vision, the people perish. If you have a vision or a dream and you put hard work behind it, and listen, that don't mean it's always going to work, though. Amen? But if we go do our best and our hardest, I believe God will reward us in every way. Amen. But we must be united, and I'm going to have to get on. Amen. I got 27 points to preach, and amen. I'm looking forward to every one of them today. Amen. Now, I do. I got a funeral to preach, and I do have to get in. Amen. But I want you to listen, church. Please listen to what God's saying. Amen. As he got on me with this, I thought, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us what we need. I had no idea as I sat down uh, this morning about 630 that this was what God was going to put on my heart as I was praying and seeking God's face and saying, Lord, our church needs to hear the word today. Amen. And God went to speaking. But the church of my dreams is a united church. Not only is it a united church, but the church of my dreams is an attended church. Did you hear what? A church that is attended, attended, not a Nintendo, attended church. A church that is attended. You hear what I'm saying? 
Hebrews 10, 25 says, God tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Y'all knew that was in the Word of God, didn't you? That was Hebrews 10, 25. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. How many of you knows it takes attendance? That we must need to be here. Did you know if we've committed to go into the house of God? And listen, it, I've had, you don't know how many people I've had. Well, preacher, I can sit at home and live as good as that bunch down there at New Life Ministries. You heard that before? Amen. I can sit at home, read my Bible, and watch them TV evangelists. I want to tell you something. You can't either. You may think you can. And listen, there's folks like Miss Shirley that would love to be here that can't, that's not able. But I'm going to tell you something. You get to missing once. You miss twice. Amen. It gets easy to miss that third time. You start missing that fellowship. Amen. How many of you loved what worship and praise was doing this morning when the Holy Ghost was just running up and down my back? Amen. When they sang that new song, I'm telling you what, I sat and listened to them practice all morning. And, man, it was wonderful. As I sat there studying, I was listening to a practice that song. Amen. And God just blessed in a mighty, mighty way. We, if we commit and attended church, though, if you don't attend, how can you be a help? If we commit to doing something, how can we do it if we're not there to do it? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We must attend. Amen. We can't just be in and out and wishy-washy, but we must attend. How, listen, how many of you women like a part-time husband? Raise your hand. Raise your hand, ladies, if you like a part-time husband. How many of you men want a part-time wife? Ain't nobody raised your hand. Amen. God knows our heart, folks. God needs us to be here. Why? Because every one of us plays a part in his church. Let's say you're the big toe or the little finger. The Word of God in Corinthians says you're just as much a part as the pastor because you play a part. Amen? Amen. I better go on. Praise the Lord. So we must attend. Not only attend. Amen. And listen, do you not come to hear the gospel preached? I'm going to tell you something. We come here on Wednesdays too. But I could. I could sit here and Brother Raymond or Ryan or Danny or one of these preachers, Brother Don, or somebody just get up and read the Word of God, and I could sit here and just, yeah. I mean, just listening to the Word of God get all over me. Because it excites me, amen. The Word of God thrills my soul, amen. And it gets from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I was preaching, preaching or teaching or preaching or whatever Wednesday night, and boy, it got it all in my feet, and I like to done a dance in there. And sometimes he'll get in your feet, folks, and sometimes there's somebody to get. You know what I've been praying? I've been praying the Lord to get somebody up that ain't never run before and make you get up out of your seat. I hope you go. And listen, I'm going to tell you, God answers my prayers. I'd like to see somebody get up and run around this auditorium and out that door just praising God. Now, listen, you'd be like uh, my sister back there. You'll go thinking, well, Lord, did I really do that? But I'm going to tell you something. When you lay down tonight, after you've done something for God, how God blesses you in a mighty way. But an attended church, amen, is a church of my dreams. Listen, did you know we got over 300 people on our church book that's members of this church? Have we got that many here today? Oh, that's right. We don't seat but 175. I want you to think about it, church. God wants 
attended church. And let me tell you why. Because we are a family. We come in here. We get filled up with the Holy Ghost of God, and it gets us to Wednesday night. We come in here Wednesday night. We get filled up with the Holy Ghost of God, and it gets us to Sunday. I had to watch Wednesday night praying for a soul to be saved or for God to have his willing way. This Sunday morning, I guarantee you, they will have been. Amen. But the church of my dreams is an attended, an attended church. Not only attended church. But the church of my dream is a loving church. Listen to me. This here is the greatest thing I'll tell you today. A loving church. What's the definition of God? Love. If you are a loving person and a loving church, when people walk in these back doors for the first time and you go to loving on, they know it. They can feel it. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. When they come in here and they sit down and the Holy Ghost of God starts getting all over them without anybody saying anything, amen, they know they've got to be loved in this church. And if you don't want to get hugged, you better not come to New Life Ministries. Because if Pastor Jeff don't hug you, somebody else will. Somebody's going to hug you, brother, amen, or sister, and it don't matter if you're a man, woman, boy, girl. Why? Because this bunch has love in their heart. The church of my dreams has always been to have a loving church, and God's allowed me to have six of them. But I'll tell you, I've never seen one with the love this church has. This church has love like I've never seen before. And that's why God's going to allow that. But the church, amen, and let us be a part of it, I believe, in all my heart. Amen. But the church, my dream church, is a loving church. Amen. The Word of God says, the Bible says, do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the house of God. Listen, flip with me over to Galatians chapter 6 right quick. I want to show you something. I hope the Lord lets me finish this message today because I'm telling you, I might get started right here and not even get finished. Galatians 6, real quick. Galatians 6, verse 10. Listen to what the Word of God says. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Listen to what it says here. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Y'all hear that? He's saying be good to your neighbors and love them, but you really love each other if they go to church with you. So I know what that says. Amen. It took me a long time to figure out that that's exactly what that meant, but I'm telling you that's exactly what God means, and that's what God's saying is for us. We better love each other. And did you know when visitors come to this church, they need to see a bunch loving each other. They don't need to see a click over here in this corner. Talking and then church is over. They stand over here in this corner. And, and, and matter of fact, they're even talking about God. They don't see it. Amen. They don't need to see that. And thank God they don't see it here at this church. They see love. Amen. They feel love. And I thank God so much. Was it last week or the week before last or three weeks ago? I said I can't never get nobody to go home. Amen. I get home about 2 o'clock after church. Amen, when everybody finally gets through talking and loving on each other and fellowshipping and having a great time, and I hope it never ends. If it gets to being three, that will be awesome. Amen, because I love a loving church, and God does too. Amen, thank God for this loving church. But the church of my dreams is also a spiritual church. Amen. How many of you felt the Holy Ghost while they sang? 
I mean, was it not just awesome? I'm telling you what, there's nothing like being able to feel what I feel and knowing that it's real. Buddha's not real. Amen. Muhammad's not real. Nobody can feel their salvation. And listen, I've not just got to feel good salvation, but I can feel it. And I thank God that I can feel it. I thank God that when the Holy Ghost gets all over me, I can know it. Amen. And I don't care how I act when he gets on me. If he wants me to run, skip, hop, praise the Lord, that's what I'll do. Hey, some of you better get rid of me. I told them Wednesday night, God's fixed to start using some people here. Amen. In a mighty way. I believe that. Amen. But there's nothing like having the Holy Ghost. You know what, I, I, I pray, when we used to be at that church, and I, I pray it still now, but not like I did. A, when I was over at that church, I'd go up there and I'd pray, Lord, let every car that comes by here feel the Holy Ghost when it come by. If they, if they think, well, I need to just check that out. Do you know I'd have people come in and say, well, we just thought we'd come by and check it out. I know why. Because they knew the Holy Ghost was there, amen. But when you come in this church, you ought to know the Holy Ghost is here. We have people that walked around with the Holy Ghost and then brings him with them, amen, every day. I believe that. Amen. Church of my dreams is a church filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. All right. Let me get on. Last of all, I tell you what, let me do something. I'm going to read a little more of this chapter 6 in Galatians. Let me just read chapter 1, verse 1 through 10, and you listen to what it says. I didn't know if the Lord's going to allow me to do this, but it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Did y'all know a while ago I was preaching about love? I, I, I do need to go back on that right there, because this chapter is also talking about, did you know, instead of running somebody down, What's the word of God say there? We need to lift them up. Let's say so-and-so sinned, and it was a bad sin, and the community knew about it. They confessed to it. Are we going to be that bunch that gets over in here and says, Brother Raven, did you hear what Ryan done? Was that not just awful that he did that? Or are we going to be the one that come and say, Listen, it don't matter what you've done. I love you. God loves you. It don't matter. We all make mistakes. We all come short, sin, and come short of the glory of God. And the Word of God says right here, lift them up. Lift them up. If you've got an enemy, what should you do? Go to praying for them. If you've got somebody that talks about you and persecutes you and treats you like a dog, you go to praying for them. You see what happens. You see what happens. God will bless you like you've never been blessed before. Let me read the rest of this right quick. Then we're going to bring out our last point and close. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know you. It don't matter. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to bear each other's burdens today. Amen. For if a man think himself to be something, listen to this. When he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. How many times have I told you I'd like to buy some of you for what you think you're worth? And, or, or, amen, buy some of you for what you're worth and save you for what you think you're worth. I had a preacher tell me that one time, and it didn't make me feel good at all. <laughs> he said, Brother Jeff, said, you think you're worth a whole lot, don't you? Amen. You know what? I was back, says a goose. 
Amen. Let me finish this. <laughs> but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hallelujah. For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And here, verse 10, once again, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. We've got to love each other. Not only love each other, last of all, today. Amen. The church of my dreams, not only a spiritual church, but the church of my dreams is a missionary church. How long ago was it? Maybe six months ago, four months ago, before Christmas, I said, this is not our ministry right here. It's out there. You know what a missionary-minded church does? They don't just give their money. They give their self. A missionary church goes out and works. They go to the prisons, don't they, Brother Sherman? Amen. They go to the nursing homes, don't they, Brother Daniel? Amen. They preach. They go out and they witness to the community. They let this community know, we love you. We're here for you. They go to outer school and they let the school and the teachers and the principals know, we love you and we're here for you. If you need anything, our church is always praying for you. Praying for all our coaches, all our leaders in the community. Amen. I've been up to uh, Crabtree several times, just up there the other day, and I said, you know we're praying for you. How many times do I need to tell you that? I said, we pray for all these law officers here in Eider. Amen? Folks, we need, amen, to become a dreamer. But Amen. We need to become the church, amen, uh, that God was have us to be. We need to be a missionary-minded church. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. And I, I don't need to get on that, but just a second. But I, I want when we give to this church, that's one thing. But did you know when you reach down and listen, if your heart's where it needs to be, your only giving ain't gonna just be here. Amen. God's gonna be pointing out people that needs help from you. And listen, God is blessing you to bless others. God is blessing each. And listen, it don't matter. And you don't go do something to be seen that you're doing it. You know what it brings my mind to? Brother Charles. When I stood and preached Brother Charles' funeral, I had different ones to stand up that he had handed $100 bills to. You know how many times he brought and handed me a $100 bill, standing at these doors and said, Brother Jeff, if you know somebody that needs that, give it to them. Or he'd bring and he'd say, so-and-so needs this. God told me not to let them know I give it. Amen. That's what God's looking for in a church. And what did I say to start with? We are the church. This temple is the church. And how we live at home will make our church be what our church is going to be. God loves you, church. And we're fixing to do this fast next week. But if our hearts are not right with God, how can we go fast asking God for something when our hearts ain't where they ought to be? What did it say, clean hands and pure heart in Psalms 24? We need to come to God with clean hands and a pure heart. Is our heart pure? 
Is your heart where they need to be? Let me read these points back over to you real quick, and then, Ryan, y'all can get ready. The church of my dreams. Amen. It, like I said, it's a church. It's not made brick stone. The church of my dreams is a united church. church of my dream is an attended church. The church of my dreams is a loving church. The church of my dreams is a spiritual, Holy Ghost-filled church. And last of all, the church of my dreams is a missionary-minded church. Amen. That don't care to give. Amen. Not just your money, but of yourself. God loves all of you. Stand. Son, come on.